0: This is the Everyday AI show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Are you about to get the best AI shopping assistant ever? Yeah, uh, I think you might be. So that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about today on Everyday AI. Your live daily show, uh, podcast, newsletter, breaking down everything that everyday people like you and me need to stay up to date and stay ahead and actually use AI. So again, my name is Jordan Wilson. We have a little bit of a different show for you today. So if you are joining us live you know, whether it's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere else, please leave a comment because today, in addition to some news in AI, we're going to be talking about things that probably most of us use every day. Things like chat GPT, or maybe you use Google Bard, or maybe you use Bing chat. So we're going to be getting into that soon. But before we do, let's run down what's happening today in AI news. So Let's talk about that best shopping assistant ever. So, a new report today shows that Amazon just posted a listing for a job posting uh, that says it's creating its own AI chat specifically to work inside Amazon's web store. So, imagine having an interactive conversation, uh, an interactive experience with an A bot, uh, an AI bot inside of Amazon, right? Uh, wow. Uh, So so what does that mean for Amazon sales? Not that they need any more, but clearly this is going to help. But this just goes to show that the AI space is going to continue to get more and more crowded. We're going to see more and more uh, highly specialized chatbots or AI assistants in every single platform that you use on a day-to-day basis. So it's going to be exciting to see what Amazon does with this. Uh, The second piece. So a new report uh, from Microsoft claims that its AI is getting as smart as a human. So uh, essentially, Microsoft released this, uh, some computer scientists there released a 155-page research paper called Sparks of Artificial General Intelligence. And essentially, um, and we're going to get into this later in the show today, it posed a, a problem or a question that would... Usually require an understanding of the physical world in order to solve. It's, it's something like a riddle. Um, but it's actually crazy. And we're going to be sharing it, uh, sharing about it on our daily newsletter so again go to your everydayai.com to show you a little bit more uh, on this research paper the sparks of general intelligence and essentially we're going to show you how these different platforms that we're even talking about today chat gpt bard and bing chat handled this prompt or this riddle um Very rarely do I say my mind is blown, but in this case, my mind actually was blown. (laughs) Another news item for today. So ex-Google CEO Eric Schmidt talked about uh, AI regulation and said it should be left to AI companies. So not sure how that's going to work, you know, an example of the police policing themselves. Uh, However, uh, Eric Schmidt made some good points you know, because, you know, we've been talking about it on the everyday AI show for, um, you know, since we started, you know, uh, about these new developments in government regulation. And we say, hey, should government, um, you know, be monitoring AI companies? Should they be setting the rules? Um, And Eric Schmidt essentially said that he believes no one in the government can understand what is possible with AI so that they shouldn't be regulating it. Um, and he actually has a great point because, you know, as a former uh, political journalist, um, you, you know, covering the uh, Illinois State House for the Chicago Sun-Times, I can definitely relate. And I can say, you know what? He has a good point. And if you follow politics at all, and, you know, you know, companies like, like Facebook and Google, they constantly have to go before Congress to answer questions. And, you know, some of the questions that they get from U.S. Senators just show a fundamental lack of understanding that our government has, um, at least when it comes to the people representing us, um, for how technology works. So that's a super interesting one coming from the former uh, Google CEO, Eric Schmidt. Uh, And last but not least, kind of in our daily news roundup before we jump into this uh, AI chat dive. uh, So is OpenAI going truly open source? So let me quickly say what, uh, explain what that means. So OpenAI, as you probably know, but maybe you don't, they are the kind of parent company of ChatGPT. So you might be thinking, um, Hey Jordan, uh, they are open source because so many different companies can use their API. They can use their platform, right? So part of that's true, but their code is not open source. So a new report, uh, today, uh, claims that OpenAI is going to be releasing an open source model. So what does that mean for the everyday people like you and me? Well, that means that if this does happen, uh, the development of AI is going to go uh, way faster than it even is right now. Um, so here's the other thing we don't know. We don't know if they're going to be releasing their, their current model as open source or if it will be a, you know, somewhat limited version of their current model. But when something is open source, that means you can download and modify, uh, its code yourself and, you know, run it locally on your machine. Um, so there's, there's a lot of huge applications, uh, for if it does go open source. Uh, so again, those are today's biggest developments. And if you noticed a little bit of a trend there, we're talking about the big companies. We're talking about ChatGPT. We're talking about Google. Uh, because today, we are going to do a rundown. We are going to talk about ChatGPT, BARD, and Bing Chat. Uh So first, uh, thank you. We have some comments. So we're going to be getting to these uh, today for sure. Uh, David, what's up saying that uh, we need that Amazon AI chatbot ASAP? Do we? Absolutely. Uh, will my wallet be able to handle it? Probably not. That's dangerous. Think of how much money that we already spend on Amazon. And then think that, you know, that hour that you spend researching projects, uh, or, or, or sorry, researching products on Amazon. Think of that going down to, uh, seconds or a minute um the, the buying cycle is going to be so much quicker um you know chris uh christopher dropping a a comment here so i'll get to this yeah we're definitely going to be talking about some of the differences between chat gpt and google bard uh great question so we're going to be talking about that so uh, as a reminder as we kind of start our you know 10 minute uh deep dive into these three platforms if you are if you are listening on uh, or watching on the live stream Please drop a comment uh, if you are listening on the podcast, or if maybe you're, uh, you know, checking this after the fact from our newsletter. You know, make sure that you tune in um, every morning. You know, we go live at seven thirty a.m. Central Time, um, so we can we can talk together. So the whole point of this show and why we started it was to help everyday people understand AI. So, with that, let's start high level. Let's look at GPT, Bard, and Bing Chat. So before we even talk about the products themselves uh we we have to first understand like what these things are okay like what are all these things is it just like a search engine is it nothing like a search engine so um let's let's start there so number one these different products from these different companies changed very quickly so if you are uh watching live right now This is very up to date information. You know, if you're checking out this podcast in the future, so it's, it's, you know, May of 2023 right now. So, um, you know, if you're listening to this in June or July, some of the things that we're talking about today may not be accurate. Here's the other thing. Some of these things tomorrow may not be accurate because that is how fast uh, all of these development, uh, all of these developments come, especially when we're talking about these three big companies, Microsoft, Google and OpenAI. The development is blazing fast. So that's number one. Um, number two, the results always vary. So if we're talking about some results from, you know, and, and I'm going to be going over a couple, you know, saying, hey, if we enter this into chat GPT, we will not get you know, B. You know, if we if we enter A, we will get B on Microsoft Bing. Results are always going to vary. So, you know, one uh one actionable tip that I gave to the the everyday AI audience the first week of our show was to start replacing Google. You, you know, whether you use Google Bard or Microsoft Bing Chat or Chat GPT, you know, if you are wanting to research something or look something up, I can't recommend highly enough to pick one of these three um, kind of AI chats and start there because this is the future <laughs> you know I as as someone that's worked in and out of SEO for uh, technically like 15 to 20 years um, traditional search is going to be fading away and the lines between traditional search and these AI searches are going to be um, kind of blurring together so um, let's let's talk about how these work. Um, and, and Cecilia, a great point. So Cecilia just, just left a comment said for the average user, there's little awareness in the diversity of chatbots. Um, agreed, you you know, uh, like a lot of times you only hear about what's in the media, what's in marketing. So that's why I'm going to be at least breaking down these three big ones. Okay. So how do they work? You know, we're going to have a deep dive pretty soon where we go into the history of AI, but let me just give you high level. So these different, these three different products are built on essentially what's called a large language model. And to overly simplify it, almost to a fault, think of it as this, a large language model is a data set, but there are trillions of, of data points um, that these uh, these large language models learn off. So think like this, you, you know, ChatGPT is probably the most popular um, of these AI models. You know, they uh, reached 100 million users just weeks after launch, which is an asinine thought because, you know, even for popular social media networks, that usually took four, five, 10 years to get to 100 million users. So anyways, you know, if, if we think of ChatGPT, it is based off a large language Model called GPT. And there's different versions of these models. So, as an example, the most current model uh, of GPT is GPT 4, which was released uh, a, cu- a couple of months ago. So, that is a model. So, this essentially GPT 4 knows the entire course of human history, more or less. If it existed on the internet, it knows facts, opinions, misinformation. Everything it knows the entirety of, of recorded human history up until 2021, uh, September 2021. So that's GPT 4. Okay, so let's actually start there as we uh, talk about how these work. So let's talk about Chat GPT. So, again, love getting to questions. If you have any questions, please leave them for me. So, Chat GPT, like I talked about, it is the most popular and the most widely used of the AI chats right now. Um, the parent company, like I mentioned, is OpenAI, um, and their current uh, language model is GPT-4. Okay, so I'm going to get a little technical, but I'm going to try to help you. Um, I'm going to try to explain what this means. And if you are, um, you know, watching live here, I'm going to just kind of share. Um, I'm going to share just the website so you can kind of see. So, ChatGPT has different models that you can choose. GPT-4 is the most up-to-date and the most um, capable model, but it is limited. So I'm gonna be going over some of the similarities and the differences between these three different models. GPT-4 is amazingly useful, but it is somewhat limited. So essentially, you can only have uh, 25 chats with GPT-4 every three hours. Also, what's important to understand about ChatGPT is there's a free version and a premium version that's $20 a month. Highly recommend the premium version. The capabilities of, of that versus the free version are um, wild. One, you get GPT-4 on the paid version. Two, you're gonna have uh, access to what's uh, what are called plugins and browsing. So a little bit more on that here, here briefly as we get to the differences. So the biggest thing with ChatGPT, the downside is right now, and especially for the free users, um, there is no built-in internet access. So we talked about that this GPT-4 is caught off at September 2021. So one of the biggest mistakes that that I've seen in, in my time doing this show and um, you, you know working in this field for a very long time is uh, people... Don't understand that. And they get frustrated when they use ChatGPT because they're asking it about current events and it doesn't go there. Uh, You know, this ChatGPT's brain stops at 2021 unless you have the Internet access um, via the premium version. So uh, they did announce that it's supposed to be rolling out uh, this week. You know, even me personally, I I did get access to the plugins for ChatGPT, which brings in new functionality, but I don't yet have uh, access to the browsing. Um, Another thing before we transition on from ChatGPT, I'm going to talk about some of the strengths and weaknesses of each one. One of the strengths of ChatGPT is it is great at writing, probably better for writing content from scratch and improving content than the other uh, two, Bing or Google Bard. Um, and it's also potentially the best at coding. So again, personally, I'm not a coder, but for, for fun, you know, especially a, a couple months ago, I was trying my hand out with coding at ChatGPT and created some great, you know, I just created playable and customizable 80s retro arcade games and put my own spin on it, um, which, which is really fun to do. And, and we'll probably tackle that at a, at a different time. So that is kind of essentially, uh, ChatGPT in, in a nutshell, uh, what's up to our first comment from, from Twitch. Uh, apparently we're on Twitch. So, uh, what's up digs BTW. All right. So let's, let's move on to Bing chat. Okay. So Bing chat, as I open it up here, let's take a look. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside chat GPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free prime prompt, Polish chat GPT course. That's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy who works as an educational consultant said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from chat GPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realized that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. All right. So, Bing Chat in my opinion is probably the 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 one out of these three that i use most and i'm most impressed by okay and i also think that there's some competitive advantages to bing chat that it is going to become more popular as the months go on uh you, you know one thing as an example um i'm on i'm on max I, I i use max um, always have people who are on windows laptops you know i actually saw this on my wife's laptop um, so She got a prompt for Bing chat, you know, on her, you know, kind of like screensaver or her login screen. So, you know, Microsoft has a huge advantage, uh, I think, when it comes to getting people to eventually use the platform. Uh, One downside or something important to understand about the Bing chat is it requires Microsoft Edge uh, which is obviously Microsoft's new browser. So they you know, have phased out Internet Explorer and Microsoft Edge is their new browser. So if you want to use Bing Chat, which again, I highly encourage you to use it because it is impressive, um, you have to download Microsoft Edge. Okay, so let's talk about what it's built off of. So Bing Chat is also built off of OpenAI's GPT-4. However... They have a next generation model. What that means is it can work with multimedia, and uh, Microsoft has trained these models. So that's that's another thing. Uh, you know these these models, especially from OpenAI. Um, GPT-4, Dolly, which is the the, the image model, um, and there's others, you know, they have a music model, uh, some of those things. But anyone can can tap into them with the API and you can train it and essentially make it your own. Microsoft's model or Microsoft's version of GPT-4 is extremely advanced. It is called the next generation model. Uh, The other huge advantage of uh, Bing Chat is it has internet access built in. Right. So if you want to know how is the stock market doing today, you're not going to get that from chat GPT out of the box. You will get it with Bing chat. Um, another thing that's uh, fantastic, and, and this is something that's not talked about, um, Bing can see images. So again, sign up for the uh, the youreverydayai.com, sign up for our daily newsletter. I'm going to show you an example of this because uh, Google Bard can't really do it. ChatGPT right now can't really do it. Um, The possibilities for being able to look at an image that doesn't have text and being able to describe it gives limitless possibilities to what is capable with Bing Chat. So I'm going to give an example um, in today's newsletter. So make sure you go subscribe and check it out. Uh, Another thing um, that's important to, you you know, as we look at pros and cons of Bing, it's not great at coding yet. It's a little slower when it comes to coding. So again, maybe you don't care about this. It's not great. It's not there yet. Is it capable? Sure. Um, I think Chat GPT. You know, even their kind of 3.5 version and their 4 version, fantastic at coding. And we'll get to Google, but right now, not there with Bing Chat. Another piece that I think is extremely useful for Bing Chat is it gives you links to web pages. So you're probably saying like, all right, Jordan, why do we want that? Uh, Well, one of the biggest things that we, it's important to kind of acknowledge the elephant in the room, Uh, these chat models can do something called hallucination. So that means they give you inaccurate information. Okay. So with these links, so essentially think of it like citations in Bing, um, you can quickly verify information just like that. Right. So that's great. So again, we're going to have more in Bing chat because I personally love using it. So we're going to have more in the newsletter. So uh, before we wrap things up, let's talk about Google Bard. And again, uh, if, if, if you're still tuning in and want to drop a question, please feel free to do so. I'd love to get to them. So Google Bard last but not least. So this it was just announced, uh, last week, Google had their, their big Google IO event where they, uh, kind of, uh, released the latest up, uh, hardware and software news for the company. Um, so they have made Google Bard uh, live and available to everyone. So before, so I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, share, share this screen here if you're watching. So, uh, before it was only available to Gmail users. So if you have, you know, like, like we do at Accelerant agency, you know, we have workplace. So, you know, what was called G suite, it wasn't available to, to so many users, so many countries. So, uh, Google uh, essentially fully released this. So, um, including plugins. So we're going to have an episode just dedicated to plugins, but think of this, um, plugins as an assistant, like kayak, as an example, where you can say, book me a vacation, you know, uh, Here's my criteria. Here's the price I want to spend. And a, a plugin will essentially be able to use a third-party platform to its fullest extent. So Google uh, Google's Bard has has released plugins, and they are slowly uh, giving them. But again, the difference between Google and Bing versus ChatGPT is this is free and available to everyone. Okay, a couple other th- uh, important things to talk about with Google Bard, like Bing Chat, it has access to the internet and it has access to search results. So you can get information newer than September, 2021. All right. Also, I, I, I do think Google Bard has picked up a ton of steam lately, especially after this new event. Um, here's why I think that the rollout, well, it's not that I think. Google botched the initial rollout of of Bard. Uh, So they actually, uh, you know, sent out uh, a a little video animation when they first released Bard to the public and it got information wrong and Google's stock took a huge hit. So I don't think that there's any denying that Google botched the initial release of of Bard. Um, However, they have a new and their own large language model. So that's what actually makes Google a little bit unique in this regard. So, again, ChatGPT uses its own uh, GPT 4. Bing Chat also uses GPT 4, but the next generation model with internet access and search. Google Bard has their own large language model. So, out of the three, it's the only one that uses their own. Uh, the other two share. So, it's called Palm 2 we'll get into what that means another day but it's it's different so you're always going to get different results from google bard and actually bing chat and chat gpt as well so um the other thing that uh it, it again separates uh google bard from others google bard is blazingly fast especially the second version uh again chat gpt 4 a little slow bing chat a little slow you would never know Until you use Google Bard. Google Bard is exceptionally fast, okay? And again, it is changing. So because this this new announcement is so fresh... Um, you know, some of these promised updates are are slowly rolling out across the web to, I think it was 180 plus countries. So uh, two, two last things of note uh, before we wrap this episode up. I know we went a little long, so thank you for sticking with us. So right now, Google Bar does not yet accept image inputs um, that will be rolling out to Bing Chat. Um, and also, it doesn't link to kind of give you those citations. Uh, in, in the way that Bing Chat does. So if you ever want to you know, look at a long result that you get from one of these chats, um, I do like Bing Chat because if you want to investigate it more and, and learn more about why you got these results, uh, Bing Chat makes it pretty easy. Uh, so before we wrap up, Cecilia just caught your question. So Cecilia from LinkedIn is asking, uh, how do you suggest novices enter their learning process of using and optimizing these chatbots efficiently Without becoming submerged in a rabbit hole. Fantastic question, Cecilia. Um, If I'm being honest, a little bit of rabbit hole is useful. Um, You will, in order to fully use and understand these chat models, you have to get into a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, And also, let me actually just give you a a quick three-step process. This is ours uh, kind of our our own process at Everyday AI. This isn't something you're gonna find on the internet, but it's extremely useful. So we call it Prime Prompt Polish. What that means? You have to prime all of these chats. What that, what that means is you assign them a role. You tell them who they are. People always just jump to prompting and they say, you know, research me this or write me this, right? You have to prompt them first. You say, hey, ChatGPT or hey, Bard. You are a world-class coding expert. You know you take. You know you are proficient in every single. Uh, you know coding language out there. You only respond in code unless you don't understand. Right. So essentially, priming is giving it directions before you even tell it the prompt. So a prompt is you know saying you know give me ten bullet points for this. You know write me an introduction for this. Improve you know this piece of content. You know write me code for this. So that's a prompt. Most people, if you've used one of these. Um, that's, that's what prompting is. And then the last piece is polish. So what that means is a lot of times when something doesn't work, people move on and and they think it's a limitation, but it's not. That's where you have to go, Cecilia, a little bit into the rabbit hole and you have to polish the process and you can talk to these chats, right? In a conversational way. So if you get, um, a suboptimal result, tell them, Hey, I did not get the result I wanted. This is what I was expecting. Um, and the more you do that, the more it improves and the better your experience comes. So you have to get into a little bit of a, of, of a, uh, of a rabbit hole. Uh, Michael, I saw your question. Um, when will G-Bard be released uh, in, in Europe, uh, Google Bard? Um, no clue. No clue. You, you know, a lot of the, you know, when we talk about the lack of regulation here in the U.S., it is different, obviously, in, in other countries, in China, very, um, you know, technology, you know, AI technology is very heavily uh, restricted um, and monitored. The same thing in Europe. So, yeah, like, you know, we saw these kind of like chat GPT bans uh, going around in Europe. You know, I I wish, Michael, I could give you um, an answer, you know, but as an example, Google Bard has rolled out to many European countries, but I know not all of them because uh, different countries have different regulations. But, you know, not telling you how to skirt your way around it, but there's a reason that VPNs are booming right now because most people, if they live in these countries with restricted access, they just get a VPN, which is a virtual private network that shows them, you know, so if you're living in Sweden, and you don't have access to Google Bard, which I don't think Sweden has access to it right now. That might be one of the European countries. I could be wrong, but as an example, you know, you can download a VPN if you live in Sweden and can't access, uh, you know, any of these three technologies, and and your uh, essentially IP address will show up as a different country, and you'd be able to access it. Um, so again, not advocating that, just saying that's what everyone is doing if you can't access uh, one of these things. So. Uh, thank you for for sticking around. Uh, this has been the the longest daily edition of Everyday AI. Uh, so as you can tell, I'm very passionate about helping everyday people learn and understand. You know, I'm actually shocked at just just the how few people are using these three chats on a day to day basis. I feel most people when ChatGPT first got popular and exploded. Um, you know, it's it it goes. It goes down. You know, people stop paying attention. If if you didn't get a good uh response, people kind of abandon it. So, Cecilia, get lost in the rabbit hole. Go explore all three of these. They're all you know, two of them are completely free, and Chat GPT obviously has a free version. So explore, get lost. Uh, Gerald, absolutely, I'll be a speaker at the AI summit. Uh, happy to uh to chat with you after we close this out. Um, so again, Thank you very much for sticking with us. Uh, Go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for our newsletter. We're giving away uh, a year-long premium subscription to ChatGPT that is ending at the end of May. So thank you again for tuning in, listening, reading, and I hope to see you every, uh, every day at Everyday AI. Thanks.